welcome to Wands and Fronds, the weekly podcast where we cover magic, herbalism, and more. I'm Shannon. And I'm Nick. And this is going to be a fun one. It's, <laughs> we're your co-hosts. This is going to be a fun one. Welcome to Wands and Fronds. Um, gosh, so this will be coming out um, Saturday. So um, just so everyone is aware, we are recording this the night of the full moon, the 7th. She full. And, and she's also right outside my window like a stalker. Can I just say that, like, my hottest tip for crystal jewelry witches, get yourself a cute little bowl or a little box that you store your jewelry in because when the full moon is out, I put the whole little box on the windowsill to charge. That's that's incredible. We, we love a hot tip. I also, I do think um, it's important to note that my little, now, now that I've done this little living room refresh, my little bowl of crystals and coins is uh now in the window under the moon right now so i love it without me yeah. having to move it which is convenient hey look we're witches who work <laughs> but no so i had this idea um i I, I feel like I probably say this every time we record around the full moon, but as everyone should know by now, I do not sleep around the full moon because I'm uh, what they call a crazy person medically. <laughs> that's what they that's what they call it. That's the scientific term. Um, and we only use the most up to date scientific lingo on this podcast. So um, I have this idea where we're going to do a sort of totem slash personal symbology episode because I think me and Shannon both have a lot of little little trinkets and things that we both sort of ascribe different sort of memories and associations to and I think really anyone in the witchy sphere probably has a similar I would say maybe a similar relationship with material culture I mean we're not sort of like monks who are like rejecting material culture like we like our stuff we like things and I think it's important to like I think the cool thing about this is is like we're not saying oh you need to go out and buy this thing it's like here are the things that we've created meaning with in our personal lives which I think is if you haven't done it already kind of a cool invitation to like think about the things that are important to you, like the actual physical things, like, and maybe just be a little bit more conscious about it. Oh, yeah. No. So, but I thought this would be fun. Um, and we are, we have a lot of good stuff in the pipeline. This is like big planning week for us. So, um, you know, we're, it's a little more of a relaxed vibe. You know, I've got the kitties. I'm here on my sofa. Roommates working. Let's, uh, let's look at I some, let's look at some, let's talk, let's talk. I, I feel like also, um, because this is mainly like an audio experience for most of the people, um, <laughs> you know, should I do a little a ASMR. I don't have fingernails, so that didn't do anything. I've got my but... crystals. Oh yeah, love, love that little That's little crystal, crystal ASMR. Bowl ASMR. <laughs> um, but no, so I I think it's sort of like a visual Nick and Shannon mood board, or sort of an yeah. audible Nick and Shannon mood board. I said visual. I'm again a crazy person scientifically. So. Without further ado, I thought a good place to start with this whole thing would be to kind of um, 
look at like animal friends. Mm. Because I have that's one. I have a good oh. one for animal friends. So I am holding up right now when Ivan died a few years ago. We got his little paw print made in clay. And yeah. it's so cute. Y'all, we'll have to like you have to check out the YouTube on this one. I think it's gonna be worth it. Um but yeah, I know you were about to talk about animals, but I was like, this is literally like right next to me. No, it's literally, it, no, this is, again, it's a sort of audible mood board. We're going to bounce back and forth a lot, I'm sure. So um, I was also thinking about like that we both kind of got black cats around the same time. And it was like very much in in the corner of like leaning into witchier stuff too. And I, I think, you know, we were both going through kind of grief at that time. And I just feel like, you know, like getting into spirituality not only helped me with that grief, but also having like a black cat, which is like a symbol of that kind of spirituality is, um, I mean, it's, it's, I think, very apt. I do and too. Kind of, yeah. And kind of leans into that that area of like you know our cats are our familiars but they are they're very totemic uh as as objects as yeah well. no for sure and like I think that cat people will appreciate this I think personally and I say this as someone that also has a dog something about cats just to me feels more totemic than dogs I don't know why I this is my like intuition saying this i love willow but she feels different than hexus yeah i mean i i again i love dogs i'm sort of like a both and kind of guy because i'm yeah. famously uh was like a reptile slash fish kid <laughs> yeah everyone loves everyone loves the kid with the turtle it's true and i was the kid with the turtle and i took that shit so seriously you guys like i think you know, you're probably imagining something very different. Like half my room was taken up by a very large, appropriately sized, because you need. Uh, I'm not even going to get into it. I, <laughs> I I think I think the turtle um, was like having basically a lake in my bedroom was very like swamp witch vibes. Oh yeah, and you know, I do think it's funny that you had turtles growing up. Like you had a, a turtle. And my, like, spirit guide that I often see when I meditate is a sea turtle. <laughs> and I do, I do love sea turtles. I've always wanted to see a sea turtle IRL. Still have yet to do it. Supposedly someone on a snorkeling trip I went on one time saw one. I didn't see it, but someone else did. Sounds like a lie. It um, does, it does seem a lot like a lie. I'm, I agree. I think it sounds like a lie. But on, on the note of cats, I have my, you know, I have my little red clay dish that has Ivan's little paw print on it. And it looks like a little raccoon hand, which I think is funny because like cat paw prints don't look the way you think they would if they get their claws out. Um, but I also like next to that, I got this from Witch Baby Soap. They have, I think yeah, I think it was Witch Baby Soap. They do these um, like bath bombs and some of them have stuff in the middle. And I got a catnip bath bomb and in the center was a crystal cat. So, um, what? How the little, the crystal cat, yeah. I have a little carved crystal cat that has like cute little yellow eyes and I, I keep it 
on the shelf with Ivan's paw print. That's, yeah, I, that's that's almost too meant to be, you know. Yeah, and they're on my altar. Like my, I have a little shelf on my crystal shelf for Ivan on my right. altar. I mean, it it makes sense. It makes a lot of sense. Also, speaking of kitties, though, I, I did want to uh, bring out the cat Gargoyle, Gargoyle. Cat. <laughs> Gargoyle Cat has been around for a very long time. And actually, funnily enough, Oliver's original owner, Corey, left this in our shared apartment when she moved out. And I was like, I will take you. And um, I feel like it's like the protector of the apartment. I always like to put it in a very auspicious place. Yeah. And you can see, he, I, I, I took this off of like a plant that I bought, but it had this little tassel and he's wearing it like a tie because he's- He's um, a gentleman. He's, he's a gentleman. He's got a very important job. So we, we honor him, we cherish him. Um, I love that. I love little animal totems. Something else that I brought is I have this um, brass mouse and it's like heavy. This is like, it's probably about, I don't know, like two and a half inches tall. I'm really bad at guessing how big things are. Um, his name is Buffalo. And I remember I got him. So my aunt Wilma, <clears throat> like my aunt who was actually like my like great, great aunt um, was one of my favorite people when I was a kid. She actually is, she was my book family member that like every time I saw her, she gave me new books and some of the books I have were gifts from her. Um, and when she died, you know, they asked if I wanted anything. And my aunt Wilma had this like collection of brass figures. And so I got the mouse. And I think subconsciously it was because she's the one who got me the complete works of Beatrix Potter. So I just always associated like little woodland creatures with my aunt Wilma. But also my aunt Wilma was a hundred percent a witch because when she died, all like 30 of the cats that lived on their property were laying on the roof over her bedroom. Yeah. So, so about that. She lived like in the middle of nowhere in Granbury and had like these like cedar woods near her house and had all these cats. And yeah, I shit you not when she was dying, the cats were all like hanging out on the roof over her room. It's bananas but yeah this brass mouse usually I put him like either on a tall shelf or like a high point on my altar area because I I kind of think of buffalo the way you think of the gargoyle cat where he's kind of like my guardian of my little space yeah he's, no I, he's mighty he's got reaper vibes big reaper vibes for sure but this thing's like heavy it's also like practical i could like bash someone in the fucking skull with this thing oh yeah I, you probably wouldn't even put a dent in it even you know no no so um, that's, that's buffalo my guardian <laughs> so although i i feel like the the family connection is going to be a good segue into the um cookie jar yes because, okay, and this is something I always have in my kitchen. I mean, I guess it sort of makes sense to have the cookie jar in the kitchen. But this cookie jar was my grandma's cookie jar. So uh, it was at her house for uh, my whole life, probably plus some. But it is a um, cookie jar, which is shaped like a cute little house with bay windows. And the roof, there's a little ASMR, a little ceramic for you. The roof is actually, the, is the lid. That's oh, so cute. And 
I love your house. And it's like, it's so cute. Like it's really um, very cottage core. It's very cottage core. And it's literally, it was like, like a beloved um, little, I, I remember when I was a little kid and I would be at my grandma's house a lot. My parents worked, whatever. Not all of us were born with a silver spoon in our mouth, okay? A lot of us had to spend time at our grandparents' house, okay? <laughs> um, but no, I remember, you know, I'd be like watching her cook or whatever, and I would just like stare at the cookie jar house, and I would be making up like little stories about what the little people that lived in the cookie jar house would be doing. Um, and in that way, I could dissociate and imagine uh, a more harmonious and um, enjoyable family life, right? Um, but also, it's it's not that sad. It's not that sad. And it's not even that serious, you know, because I always thought it would be really fun to, uh, around the holidays, to make, like, the whole family out of gingerbread and, like, put them in the cookie jar house. And then eat them? And then eat them. I'm not, I didn't bring my cookie jar upstairs, but Nick knows I have a creepy clown cookie jar that is also a family heirloom. Um, the head is the lid. So you pull off the clown's head to get into it. And um, it's spooky as fuck. So it lives on top of my fridge because if it was somewhere I could like wake up from a nap and see it, I would die. No, that would be too spook. That would be too spook. Yeah. But no, so I feel like the the house cookie jar is kind of, the unofficial marker of where I personally feel like the hearth is in my house. I love that. So it's usually next to the oven. Right now it's next to the oven. And you know what I will say? My grandma kept it next to the oven. And yeah, there's like soup splashes and stuff on it sometimes. But every now and then I just get a little damp cloth and wipe it down. Okay, it, that's where it lives. That's its home. That's its home. Um, and I think that's important with these kinds of like sort of power objects, right? These little totems that we keep is that, no, it's like, I'm not going to put it on some shelf. Yeah. It's not like tucked away where you can't see it. No, it's like literally in the spot in the kitchen where you would stand and like mix a dough or like, cut your veggies or whatever it's like it's right there it's in the mix and also when people are standing in the kitchen that is always where I stand and like lean against the counter that's literally like the hearth of this apartment can confirm so can confirm um and also you know it's just like that is my childhood the house cookie jar is my childhood yeah, I think that's a good transition for me to talk about. So my my Mimi, my Nana's mom, my great-grandmother, um, she was very, I come from a long line of crafty people. So she got really into like painting ceramics at one point when I was a kid. Um, and I always have like two pieces that I keep with me. The first is this lamp that um, used to like sit next to my bed when I was growing up. So it is this beautiful like moon shaped lamp like a crescent moon and in front of it is this like like woodland beautiful forest with unicorns running through it and a castle and when you plug it in there's like little holes in the moon so it looks like stars 
but there's also holes like in the windows and stuff of the castle so it looks like someone's home um and it just i have always loved this thing it's one of those things where you know when i was a kid i remember being so proud of this and I've even had to glue a piece of it back on at one point because it got broken in a move because I'm, I have had this for my entire life. And this is on the top of my bookshelf that's like right next to my altar. So the way that um, my like bedroom is set up right now, one of my bookshelves is also kind of my like day-to-day -day shelf. So like in front of the books, it's like my jewelry and my perfume because we just don't have like a dresser. And so that's the bookshelf that this is on. So it's like right there. I see it every day. It kind of like makes me feel magical, <laughs> like because it reminds me of not in like a witchy way and like a the like a kid way, you know, where it's like, oh, yeah, like back when having a lamp that had unicorns on it was the thing like that was my identity for a while and it still works. <laughs> and it's, uh, you know, I. I feel like in among the wizard collection too, like. I do, I thought about bringing some of my wizard stuff down. I have, I have a wizard collection. Um, but I also like right next to that, keep this butterfly that it's this like heavy duty butterfly that my Mimi did. So it's like a white butterfly just with like gold accents. It's super simple. And but sometimes it's I- real, But it's really pretty. It is, it is. Um, sometimes I hang it, sometimes it like sits on shelves. It kind of just depends. But those were both um, those were both painted by my my Mimi. I have my great great grandmother. I have an Afghan that she crocheted. And on top of that is um my nana crocheted me a surprise Pikachu blanket. So, you know, I for me, because I also like to make things, there's something about that like, the craft lineage of coming from like other women who have made things with their hands. Um, I think for someone that has personally like a lot of family trauma, this is a way that I do kind of engage in ancestor type work because it's, it's something that is like safe, but does help me feel connected to the people that came before me. And you know, it's, I, I do love that. It's like, what could be more comforting than a blanket? Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, I want to hold up Surprise Pikachu. I'll show you, Nick, after this. Maybe we'll post a picture. But it's like a full-on a full-on Pikachu blanket that Nana made. That's incredible. I'm like, that's what I'm going to hand down to, like, my great-niece someday. I do, th I do think it's, um, I mean, it's not funny, like, haha, but I think it's funny how Nana, like, got into crochet and, like, really committed to the bit. Oh, yeah. She goes hard. Um, and just, like, I guess one last thing for me on my sort of, like, familial thing. My entire altar is set up on a cedar chest that was my great-grandmother's. So, See, I... now, now that's, the, that's the kind of shit. Yeah, like, that's... That's what I mean about like totemic objects, right? Yeah. Like we have all this stuff in our houses, this little detritus and just bits and bobs. But I think for witches, there's definitely stuff that has like power and stuff that is just normal stuff. 
Yeah, it's like the things that we're talking about today are things that I would grab during a house fire. Absolutely. Yeah, it's like, get the cats out of here. Okay, we got a little more time. Uh, what else am I going to grab? Um, to wit, the fairy tale book. Yes, we both brought books, which um, I think is great. This was definitely part of my childhood. And I just got it back recently because it, I... It was at my grandma's house still. And it was kind of this thing where like, it wasn't that um, she read me any of these. No, 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 no. Not her style. Okay. Um, we're very much a TV family. But we're all big readers. And so, you know, there would be like a time after dinner where everyone would be reading whatever they were reading. And then I would bust out the fairy tale book. And, um, I, but I mean, like, I think that's sort of like a red flag for being maybe going down the witchy path is that like, even into my like teens and uh, early adulthood, like I would still fucking pick this book up and just read a random one and yeah. find and find it delightful. I love that. I I should have known I was going to be a green witch um, because The Complete Tales of Beatrix Potter was one of my very favorite books that I ever got. Um, and this is great because at the beginning of each story, so like The Tale of Squirrel Nutkin, for example, let's get to the beginning of this. So this story is from 1903 and it's the tale of Squirrel Nutkin. And it's it's all illustrated. Um, and it's like these, these just like have such a close special place in my heart. But I think as far as being witches go, it's like, how often do we talk about like using books of like poetry, prose in spell work? You know, and I think there's something that can be really powerful about pulling stuff. Um, I also have the complete tales of Winnie the Pooh. Oh, love that. Yeah, I have both of these. Um, and they're all like dirty and filthy. You can see my handwriting in the front of the Winnie the Pooh one, hopefully. Um, oh, like. Oh, wow. Like very careful print Shannon K. Collins. My ends have the little loops on the end. Like that's how you know I was a kid. Because um, mm -hmm. youths. They used to have us put little feet on the end of letters because we were going to learn cursive one day. Oh, oh, lordy, lordy. The 90s were such an interesting time. But And speaking no. of, my last book, Shel Silverstein, Where the Sidewalk Ends. Oh, um, now that, that is an iconic. And like, it's like super old. Y'all, these books are like filthy because I've, I've read them. I have them. Um, Shel, I remember like distinctly when Shel Silverstein died when I was in second grade. I cried. But also, like, how is this shit not like horror witch to be? The skin oh, stealer. The skin stealer. No, Shel Silverstein had some dark stuff. Shel Silverstein was definitely a favorite of mine growing up, too. Like, it's just so good. Like, remember when it was almost mainstream to be into poetry yeah yeah what happened to that um we all had to get jobs yeah i guess it's <laughs> i guess it's i guess it's hard to 
to feel poetic when you're kind of on a nine to five type grind. It doesn't feel cute. Um, although I do work hard so that I can afford swords. So yeah, y'all didn't think we were going to go from turtles to swords on this episode, did you? But here no, we are. But here we are. Um, yeah, this is my sword. It has a jaguar head on the handle. Um, and it's got, like, I think it's Hindi. It's made in India. It's definitely made in India. But it's got this, like, writing down the side that I really, I cannot uh, decipher it. Um, but it's just a little sword. And it hangs up off my door on a thin, thin, thin piece of twine. Y'all, like, this twine, it looks, it looks precarious, which is part of the point. It is part of the point. And you wouldn't know it, um, I mean, I'm telling you, because, you know, you're, as a listener, you're part of the extended fam. But um, it's, it's kind of like, I feel like if the sword ever fell on someone, and it's in its sheath, to be fair, it's, then it's yeah, very... it's not like a it's not like a poor man's guillotine. No, no, no. It's not, it's not <laughs> like a it's not like a um sort of more gory Home Alone trap. <laughs> um, no, but it might bonk you on the head, and if it ever does bonk someone on the head, I'm like, I I can't trust you. I can't trust this person. Nope, and I think that's very fair. Um. I love that. Well, you know, in my living room, I have a couple of things. So by my front door, I have sort of my entryway and I have my my prosperity bowl. It's like kind of hard to tilt this so people can see it at home, but it's like this bamboo bowl. And in the bottom of it, there's cinnamon, there's money, there are like coins. And then it's full of like pyrite and tiger's eye and quartz and jade and like actual coins. So this sits like right next to where I keep my keys and stuff. And I re-up it. I charge the like crystals in the moon. Um, and then I also next to that have this thing that Eric and I started two years ago. So every Samhain, we do this like ritual where we take three bay leaves. And for the first one, we write like something that we want to leave behind in the year before something that we want to um, cultivate. So something that we bury and we bury that bay leaf and then something that you want to um, continue to like sweeten and improve. So it's like the first one that you're trying to leave behind, you burn the bay leaf, you bury the second one, we bury it by my sycamore. And then the third one, um, we've been putting a bay leaf in this jar of honey for a couple of years now. And so it's like our little long-term sweetening jar spell it's like the things that we've been wanting to grow and like invest in throughout the year um and we do it at Samhain because it's like the witch's new year I, so, I really and truly hope that that turns into a piece of like amber that, I do too that some archaeologist has to decipher or someone's gonna like break it open and honestly have the best time because it's just like years and years worth of hopes and dreams right, <laughs> being right, imbued right. into it. But we keep it next to the the crystal like prosperity bowl. Um, so those like stay next to the door and it's something that we're really intentional about. Like we add fresh cinnamon and stuff. Y'all can't one and done cinnamon like in a prosperity bowl. 
Um, but most importantly, in my living space, next to my dining table, I have a shelf that has like my herbs on it. It's got this beautiful candle arrangement. Um, and so looking over the dining room table is um, a picture of Nicholas. Oh, now that, that is a totem. That is a totem. No, I, I will say I'm holding up your marriage license. Or... Um, no, not my marriage license. They're my vows. They're your vows. They're your vows. Yeah, because and and smoking and smoking uh like a Marlboro Red because I am a Marlboro Mima. Uh, Nick is a Marlboro Mima, but this is always if it's not in my dining room, then it's in a very prominent place in my living room, and this is my way of making sure that people know that Nick is watching. <laughs> I'm definitely watching, and I will light you on fire. <laughs> Um, furthermore yeah. i will i will light you on fire um now i speaking of doors i did want to talk about do you remember the spider that lived above my door for I like do. a really long time and she was assassinated it was definitely a hit okay um someone had it out for her because they don't just clean the cobwebs at an apartment complex no when have you ever lived in an apartment where someone came and cleaned the cobwebs because they certainly did not clean all of the cobwebs it seemed like they got rid of one web probably the only web in the hallway that was actually not a cobweb one that was uh, in use <laughs> it was currently occupied um so i love spooky insects and um i was happy to have the little spider live above my door and um, right now I am cultivating and protecting a wasp, a wasp nest because I've grown emotionally attached to the wasps that live on my patio. I love it. I usually have a bathroom spider. There is a bathroom spider right now um, because we live around a lot of trees and I'm always like protective of the spiders because if they live, that means that they're smart enough to stay up away from the cats. Um, but there was an incident at the beginning of COVID where I had too much wine and like full on ugly cried because one of the bathroom spiders died. No, it's really like you do. I mean, because my thing with the patio wasps, right, is that they do not, they've never stung me. So I am I'm very grateful for that. Um, and I definitely have given them little treats and gifts. Um, you know, like leaving out the last of of a of a drink or something for um they you know, they love soda, they love lemonade because they drink like nectar out of flowers like bees and stuff do. They just don't make anything delicious out of it. and i I feel like in a way, I kind of identify with that. Like everyone hates wasps because they don't make honey. And it's like, well, fuck off. They still like, pollinate and um do it they like also eat other bugs and stuff too yeah right? and they're an important like source of food for birds and stuff it's like yeah they're important sorry they don't make honey like, sorry they don't sorry they don't make honey and it's like but they can sting. they can fully sting you and i actually i think that's so iconic i love it i do love it i think wasps are great and i do um, i do think it goes back to though the time in 2019 of all years what a weird year 
I actually, I want, I'm, I'm going to get into Wasp lore just a little bit because in 2019, I had taken some mushrooms. Uh, I believe it was literally the 4th of July because we kept listening to Party in the USA by Miley Cyrus. <laughs> um, but a wasp stung me right in the center of my forehead, like right on my third eye. And um, I, I did feel like I got like high off the wasp venom. Um, but ever since then, I've kind of been like, wasps are misunderstood. Yeah, they definitely didn't hypnotize you. That would be weird. Like, wouldn't that be weird? Um, and now I'm like feeding the wasp on my patio. And like, I literally, like, had a serious conversation with my roommate. Like, please don't kill the wasps. Like, if they come for you, that's fine. But I don't think they will. So just like, let them let them chill live and let live I think that's the lesson I think that's really like the pra the practice of coexisting with the wasps is very like whatever if you just relax and you don't look at them like nothing's gonna happen yeah but the moment but the moment you stand up and like flail around and like you know uh the moment that you make yourself a fucking predator yeah, it's like, no, uh, then you kind of deserve to get stung, A. Eh? Chill people don't get stung. Sorry to say it. Truth facts. Truth facts. But you know what else chill people do? They keep their wedding bouquets as a totem. Um, and I love it because I put them in a rebirth candle holder, which felt appropriate. But uh, this is also why just like Pinterest witches... Um, dried flowers for your wedding are awesome but I I just love that I I keep this it's obviously got a lot of like sentiment but I'm always like trying to cultivate more love and self-love and I feel like something about you know a bouquet of flowers from arguably one of the most love-centric days of my life is kind of nice it's nice and I, do I keep think, it around I do think it's very green to go with the the dry flowers too oh yeah I mean and instead of doing like a rice toss or a bird seed toss we did dried lavender so it smelled great yeah and it's like you also didn't kill a bird nope not a single one not a single not a single bird was harmed no birds harmed in the making of my wedding and um, maybe, but a lot and, of people's and livers. Tr and truly, maybe a cow had like a very special treat the next day. I hope so. Um, because that's that's a real cow. possibility. Yeah. I mean, Connie and Andy have a lot of uh, a, a lot of land. But yeah, so with my um with my wedding bouquet, I keep my giant uh amethyst heart. <laughs> Which, yeah, makes sense. Makes sense. Well, this is kind of giving to like the energy there feels very Venusian. And I do just want to give a shout out to my um sleeping baby cherub painting. Oh my god, the most iconic. Which I have since I think the last time I mentioned them, moved to my bedroom. Because I okay, I feel like as like a double fire sign with like a mercury ruled chart too, like I am not very Venusian. Like I have I have a nice Venus placement 
uh, Venus and Taurus for any single dudes out there. Um, Me and my loud ass Venus Leo over here. But I'm not very Venusian. So it's like, and I don't feel like, I feel like my sexuality is very Martian. Yeah. Um, but I feel like, so like for me, Venus is about like self-love and like self-care. And like one of the things I do neglect to do so very often is like get enough rest. So I'm like, I'm, I want to bring like the Venusian vibes to my bedroom, but not for the reason you would think, because they're like little baby cherubs sleeping on clouds. Like that's not very horny Venus energy. No, that's like self-love take care of yourself venus energy which is very important um and i do i do love them and i definitely like look at those paintings after i get out of the shower before i go to bed and i'm like oh yeah sleeping on a cloud that sounds nice mm, delicious <laughs> um well i think that's the end of the stuff that i had planned to talk about because and that's a lot, I guess. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm I'm definitely looking around. I do have my uh, my ball of twine, which I did buy like a very, very, very large thing of twine at some point in the 2010s. And I have not had to buy one since then. And I have used this for like spell work and crafts. And I don't think I'll ever run out of twine because this I, is the good yeah. shit. And now I actually save it for special occasions because I've had it for so long. Um, but she is that girly. She's there for you. For for binding stuff. Um, for burning, uh, you know, cause I'm definitely, it's definitely pretty flammable. <laughs> like, yeah. like a fuse, you know, if you were to dip it in candle wax, that's basically a nice little fuse for something um I'm not like a bomber or anything I just like I was to, about burn. to say okay anarchist cookbook over here um I do just love fire though yeah said they said the fucking Aries to everyone shocking um, shocking, <laughs> shocking absolutely no one um I will I will say as far as like totem objects though my teacups that's a good one i do which, have my mom's wedding tea set which i have a lot of like fancy china i have a lot of like japanese style teaware like the the cups i i, I do not like to drink tea out of like a coffee mug that's fair um because i'm very much into the ritual of it but i do have like a favorite teacup and it is the one from taiwan at the has the little koi fish swimming in the bottom. So when you have your tea in it, it looks like there's a little koi fish swimming in the tea. So um, he gets he gets a shout out in this episode too because he's an icon. He's a star. I want to get like what I, what I want to do is I have that beautiful teacup you got me. I can't even remember how long ago, but I finally like dropped it and cracked it because I'm clumsy. So, but I've saved it in all of the pieces because I want to get a, like, kunsig, uh, I'm like, what is it? Kunsungi? What is that? Where you fill it with gold? Oh, it's something like that. Kitsungi? I, I actually dropped my teeny tiny little gong fu cup the other day showing it to someone. Oh, it's kintsugi. That's kintsugi. what it is. Kintsugi. Kintsugi. So I want to get, like, some sort of kintsugi kit to fix 
my teacup with because I kept all the pieces. So that's on my like never ending to do list of like witchy, but also artsy, crafty things I want to do. See, I want to get one of those too because I dropped my little gong fu cup and it's actually the little pieces are inside of it and it's just turned around because it just has like a big chip out of it in a couple of pieces. And I think that would actually look really nice because it's a pretty plain cup, but it's like, it is hand fired and it's like hand painted. And it's, it's, it's a really nice piece of ceramic. So yeah, love, but we are, I believe our next episode is going to be the Ostara episode. Oh baby, you're Ostara. I'm excited. So um, I guess we'll see you guys then. And what do we say to all of the, the witches with their little trinkets? Oh my God, to all of you material girls. <laughs> Blessed be bitches. Blessed be bitches. Goodbye. Bye now. Is that a raven skull? No, it's... Oh, you were holding it sideways and all I saw was like the... Um, no, this is something that my Nana's mom, my Nana's mom, my Mimi painted for me when I was a kid. It's a lamp and when you plug it in, it's like got little stars. Um, that's so cute and it's like wizardy without having a wizard on it.